When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn track and field and cross-country news and discussion. As always, I'm your host, Jessica Loomis, and I'm here with my co-host and husband, Kyle, to discuss... The two meets that happened last weekend. We had the pin relays and the Torin Lawrence Memorial event. That seems like a bit of a tongue twister there. Right? <laughs> this is the most exciting time of track and field season for you. It is. And I feel like it should be for you too because you've watched a lot of track and field this weekend with me. Only for you would I DVR the pin relays <laughs> and put on. Maybe for the Olympics I might do that. But for me to DVR on our TVs... A relay track and field event, that says something about how far we've come in our relationship, but also in my own personal relationship, my relationship with myself, in my own personal (laughs) walk in life. Is it some kind of like journey I had to go on or something? I mean, the pin relays are a big event. They might as well be the Olympics. They've got the Olympic teams running there. So you might as well watch it. So on that note, I did not realize that, that they had the national team there running. It was the U.S. versus the world. So they mm-hmm. had Canada, Jamaica, had Jamaica Haiti was there. Um, and Canada apparently was a per- very good team that we yeah. found out in, Who knew? In, in the relays. And we, did we end up winning the relay? So the- we won the, I don't know, did we watch the four by one? I think we, we watched the four by one. Or was one. it the four by four that we won? I think we won the four by one. Okay. We watched a lot. It was a little bit more than I thought I would end up watching. It just sucks you in. I it does, know. man. You get trapped. You get it- trapped in the track. And give people a little bit of background as we do each year about the pin relays in general. Like, why is this so significant? Oh, well, I guess I should have done some research then. Well, you know the basic Uh, gist of it. Basically, it's the longest running track and field event in history. Right. Longer than the Olympics for track and field. And it's held on the famous field named after Benjamin Franklin. Yes. And he is on the medals. He's on the medals. And then apparently there's just been a lot of historical events that have happened there. So... It's apparently I was listening to, as we always reference, the Auburn track and field show uh, where Coach Ralph Spry was talking about this week that it's the pin relays and then another one somewhere in the Midwest that a lot of the Midwest teams go to. But really, the pin relays is where it's at and where you want to be on this weekend because it's such a historical event and it's got a lot of history behind it. Well, there you go. So why don't we start our discussion with the pen relays, hit some highlights from that, then we'll move on to the Torin Lawrence Memorial. Just we need, just call it the Lawrence Invitational or something like that. The Lawrence Memorial. Lawrence Memorial. I like that a lot better. Torrance Lawrence. That's it's a lot. But anyway, um, so the pen relays highlights. So as usual, let's start with Kylie Carter. No shock. Who remember she was on a five week winning streak for Javelin. She surpassed that. Is on a nice sixth week. 
And <laughs> yawn. She just keeps winning. It gets boring at this point. I'm just kidding. It is not boring. It's but awesome. But wait, wait. It's better than that she just won at the pin relays, which is huge in and of itself. She got a meet record. She threw the javelin farther than anybody else that has ever competed at Penn. You know how much I love throwing events. Like, just because to me, if I'm going to a track and field meet, who doesn't want to just go out into a field and throw something? Whether it's a <laughs> disc, a javelin, a big ball that you just kind of sling with your shoulder. I just love seeing those events. And this makes me super excited that we're getting to cover this, why Kylie Carter is on such an incredible run. And not only does she do it, Week in and week out, she does it on the biggest stage, arguably, in track and field, representing Auburn very well. Absolutely. So she threw 56.31 meters. The previous record was set in 1996 by Jean Pastor, I'm sorry, Jen Pastor from Villanova with a throw of 56.16. So she threw 0.15 meters farther and now has the meet record. And that's a record that stands, what, if I'm doing my math correctly here, 23 years, and she just now, it just now gets beat, and it gets beat by an Auburn athlete. Come on, folks. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yes. So, also for the javelin, Peyton Montgomery plays third and got a PR of 51.99 meters. So, Auburn javelin women are just really killing it right Peyton's, now. Peyton's, like, right behind her all the time is not going to be outdone. She's like, hey, she may be in the spotlight right now, but I'm right here. Don't forget about me. So, women's hammer throw is actually another event that Auburn women are doing very well in. We had two women that placed... Um, that actually got PRs. So Maddie Malone placed second. So she got the silver medal with a PR of 64.66 meters. And then Erin Perkins, she got a PR of 59.79 meters. And again, these are doing this on the biggest stage possible. Not only are they getting personal records for themselves, but they are doing it in what I can only imagine is one of the like most unnerving environments. Because I think it's like 70,000 that this stadium can hold. And I didn't I thought re- it was more than that. I thought last year it was 85,000. Because I think last year we attributed it to um, Jordan Hare. Jordan Hare. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that is right. That it is the same comparable size. And then when you look at it on television, when I was watching it with you, it really is. And yeah. you can hear the noise difference. Yeah, the fact that it is full for a track and field event. Right. That's, I, I want to go so bad. With bad weather this weekend, mind you, on the first day. Yeah, that's true. So, a couple more PRs for the pin relays. So, Cade Antonucci got a PR in the men's javelin. Not only so, but he won gold medal. Not to be outdone as well. The men are right here in the javelin right. throw. I mean, what is it? Our javelin coach must just be top-notch. He needs a raise. That's all I'm Clearly. saying. Clearly. <laughs> or she needs a raise. Whoever it is. Yes, they. Could coach be multiple Spry, people. how about that? You there just need you to go. give the entire coaching staff a raise after this season. Um, and our last PR was from Anthony Schwartz. And he ran a season best of 10.25 seconds in the 100 meter, getting him a silver medal. And of course, the football social media account celebrated this as well. Uh, Absolutely. With the type of run that he only gets beat out by a runner from Houston. And it just shows you the type of athlete that he is and the type of athlete that Auburn's able to utilize. I know this isn't the football show, but we always like to tie it into everything. This is incredible for recruiting for football as yep. well to show that some of these track athletes that hey if you've got the ability to catch or to defend if you're a you know a defensive back that's where we u- normally utilize this type of speed you've got the ability to perform here as well at Auburn so it's a great recruiting tool for track and football to work together on absolutely 
Um, it also just kind of makes us look like a Renaissance school. I love it. Bo Me Jackson too. reincarnated. I right. Guess. <laughs> so are we comparing Anthony Schwartz to Bo Jackson? I, you know, I think even Anthony would say that's a little far-fetched. He's not as big as Bo ever was. He's young. Give he, it time. He is, but I don't know that I want Anthony to get as big as Bo got. Fair. Okay, so let's talk about the Lawrence Memorial. Um, this event was April 26th and 27th, so same days as the pen relays. Um, this was in Athens, Georgia. So we had lots of PRs here. So the first person, Myra Mack, this impressed me a lot because she actually got two PRs. So she PR'd in the 200 meter with a time of 23.81 seconds, then went and PR'd in the 400 meter with a time of 55.1 seconds. It's always amazing to me that athletes that can do not just two different events, but two events that are so similar to each other, just a little variance in, in distance wise. And I would imagine they don't have those events too far spread out from each other on the track meet day. Is that correct? Um, Actually, you're incorrect. These oh, wow. were two separate days. Well, see, it shows you how much I know here. Well, you tried. I tried. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we had James Corson. He won the men's pole vault um, with a vault of 4.88 meters. Sherwayne Allen got a PR in the 400 meter with a time of 52.78 seconds. So I just want to point something out. And I, I don't mean to... To rain on anybody's parade, but we've got Sherwayne Allen with a time of fifty-two point seven eight, and then Myra Mack with a time of fifty-five point one. Women are not usually that close to men in the four hundred meter, so Myra—that's a huge PR for yeah. her. It's, it's not so much a uh, ladies versus men thing; it's just a how incredible Myra just an is. Athlete in thing, she yeah. Is very fast and just maybe push the guys a little bit more. Hey, ladies are going to beat you. You better keep getting better. There you go. And our last PR before we get to all the results was Natasha Jordan. She got a PR in the long jump with a jump of 6.04 meters. The important thing here with all these PRs uh, for this meet, even though it wasn't at the pin relays, is that you send your athletes to the the events, the uh, the meets where they can best compete and get good. Exactly. How it's because we've got something important coming up after this meet that they want to have their best times for so that they're qualified for certain events. So that's huge. I'm glad that you're learning that. Look at you, you know. Good job. I, I'm not as dumb as I look. I never thought you looked dumb. You look very intelligent. Well, she only has to say that because we're on the recording now. Correct. <laughs> so, Mr. Smarty Smarts, why don't you start with the field events for All us? Right. Now that we're done with the highlights, let's run through the whole list and we'll start on the field with the javelin throws. And let's start with the men. Three competitors to talk about. Now, it can be a little confusing here, as Jessica has taught me, and I'm trying to understand things, that at the pin relays, some people are invited to what's called the championship event. Correct. Such as in this situation where Cade Antonucci and John Putnam were invited, Eric Ebel, our third competitor, was not. Doesn't mean that it's, he still needs to compete, he needs to get his throw in so he can continue to get better, uh, but it's not for the championship. Am I am doing that correctly? Yes, yes. Okay. correct. Good job. So for Cade and John, Cade got first in the championship, as we already talked about, of the nine competitors in it, and John Putnam got fifth. Cade's throw was 72.37 meters, incredible, and John's was 65.13. Now, Eric Ebel and his group, out of 21 competitors, he got 18th for a throw of 52.56 meters. And again, for the women, you know, it's just nice that I get the, the most exciting one you here. You love I, the I know. throws. That's why I always let you get javelin. I picked a good year to just, you know, focus on the field events. You sure did. Kylie Carter, again, with a championship here. She takes the gold in the ladies' javelin throw. First out of the 10 competitors, a throw of 56.31 meters. Peyton Montgomery, as we already said, third out of 10 
with a throw of 51.99 meters. And then Ashley Carter, 7th out of 10 with a throw of 46.97 meters. So moving on to the men's discus, we had Chris Stone compete at the Lawrence Memorial with a throw, a discus, whatever you want to call it. Didn't we call it a toss? A toss. You're right. That's what it was. A toss of 41.82 meters for a fifth out of five competitors finish. For the women's discus, we were back at Penn. Tori McKinley placed sixth out of 11 competitors with a throw, sorry, a toss. Get it right, Jess. Of 49.72 meters. And then we had one competitor for men's pole vault at the Lawrence Memorial. We had James Corson, who we talked about, getting first with a vault of 4.88 meters. All right, we'll talk about the high jump now. One competitor for the men, Don Tavius Hill. He got third out of only four at the pin really. Is that fine? Nope. What's that? He was at the Lawrence Memorial. He was at the Lawrence Memorial. I think that I had that one wrong. Yeah, that's why it's a little bit smaller. Third out of four at the Lawrence Memorial there. But I still find that odd that you only have four competitors because I was when I was at the uh, War Eagle Invitational, there was like 20 people well, in the high jump. just remember, Lawrence Memorial is a lot smaller of a meet. That's true. I just am surprised it's that small. But he gets third with a jump of 2.12 meters. Uh, also, the women's high jump, we'll talk about that one as well. Three competitors. Now, we had Skylar Daniel, Caroline Lawrence, and Natasha Jordan. Skylar Daniel and Caroline Lawrence tied. Is that correct? Correct. They both got a jump of 1.75 meters. Now, how do you tie? They did the same amount of attempts at the same height. Got that one right? Good job. Proud of you. I need a gold medal myself for learning all these things. I'll make you some cookies one day. Oh, I'll take that any other day. (laughs) Natasha Jordan, she gets fifth out of sixth in the women's high jump as well. 1.65 meters. So moving on to the long jump. So for the men... We had three competitors at Penn. So we had Noah Igbenogany compete in the championships. So he placed third out of 10 competitors with a jump of 7.33 meters. Then Merrill Parker and Mark Rubel-Kaba placed in the regular invitational. So Merrill placed third out of 33 athletes with a jump of 7.26 meters. And Mark Rubel-Kaba placed fourth right behind him with a jump of 7.25 meters. Two things I want to point out here before you move on to the women. Merrill Parker can jump and run because we're going to talk yeah. about him a little bit in another event that I think that's incredible and a testament how like good of an athlete that he is that you know you see a lot of people focusing on the field events mm-hmm. the track events or if they're an athlete or an athlete however we like to say it like Natasha Jordan or Chris Stone they yep. they can do a little bit of everything but they only specialize in, in certain areas I think that's just a testament to how incredible he is but also you didn't talk about my man Noah Igbenogany in the highlights because he got a bronze in the championship at the Ping Relays. How do you forget about the football players? I'm sorry. It's the bread and butter of what we do here in the South. Come on. Uh, not for me. Well, that's true, but you know. But Noah did do a great job. Okay. Well, let's talk about Does that. Does that count? Women. Yes. Okay. So for the women's long jump, um, we had Natasha Jordan and Sarah Little both competing at the Lawrence Memorial. Natasha placed 8th out of 19 athletes with a jump of 6.04 meters, and Sarah Little placed 18th with a jump of 5.62 meters. Now, we only had the women competing in the uh, the shot put. We had two, Tori McKinley. She got 6th out of 13th with a throw of uh, 15.97 meters, and then Natasha Jordan at the Lawrence Invitational. She got 3rd out of only 3 competitors. Again, this, is a small, mm-hmm. this must have been an incredibly small meet. They only have three competitors in this event, four in the high jump. That's just, that's a very small meet. But I'm glad they were able to get some type of work in this week. Let's also talk about the men's triple jump. Khalil Hassan got fourth out of four competitors. 
uh, with a 13.70 meter jump. At Lawrence Memorial. At Lawrence Memorial. Yes. So for the hammer throw, we've already discussed both the men and the women competed at pin relays for the hammer throw. We had Maddie Malone with a second place finish out of 11 athletes with a throw of 64.66 meters, followed by Aaron Perkins with a seventh place finish and a throw of 59.79 meters. Then moving on to the men's hammer throw, we had Eric Ebel with an 18th out of 25 athletes finish with a throw of 52.82 meters. Moving into the track events, and probably the one that everyone was paying attention to the most for Auburn, if we were honest, is going to be the men's 100 meter because of the guy that's there running, and Anthony Schwartz. Absolutely. We already mentioned it. He gets second out of the nine competitors at the pin relays with a run of 10.25 meters. Mind you, he's young. Mind you, he's still recovering from an injury right and this was this was in the finals yeah so in his prelim time he ran 10.87 so he shaved off six tenths of a second in the finals versus the prelims is it it seems like a dumb question but i'm gonna ask it anyway you know sometimes there's no dumb questions there are dumb answers though i think fair i like it (laughs) um do in the prelims do they not drag is not the right word but would they kind of not give everything they have? See, I don't know. I Like I said, I've made it very clear. I've never competed collegiately. Right. My opinion is no. Because if you drag in prelims, you might not make it to finals. And I see that's the conundrum. So, based on what we watched on TV, I think prelims, it was a lot windier. Yeah. Um, and it affected all of the athletes. It would make sense, yeah. And they didn't count for running with the win or against the win in this one, did they? No, correct. Like we didn't have a no to that. But he gets second overall. Incredible performance for a young guy who's going to be here for a And I believe that's his best time that he has posted this year. Yeah. 10.32 at the War Eagle Invite, 10.28 mm-hmm. at Tennessee Relays, and he Florida State Relays, yes, that was, and that one was 10.53. So this, yeah, is, so this his, is best. This is another PR here. So he, well, maybe not PR, but best of the season. Best of outdoor season that Correct. we've covered thus far. So we'll see if he continues to improve throughout the rest of the season. For the women's 100, Sarah Little, she gets fifth out of the 11 at the Lawrence Memorial. 11.87 seconds on her run. So moving on to the men's 110 meter hurdles. So we have Craig Clark at the Lawrence Memorial placed third out of four athletes with a time of 14.92 seconds. Then let's move on to the women's 200 meter again at the Lawrence Memorial Invitational. Why did I say Invitational? Just the Lawrence Memorial Meet. Either way, it's just a long (laughs) It is. So we had Myra Mack placed third out of 15 athletes with a time of 23.81 seconds. And Danielle Springer placed 13th with a time of 25.37 seconds. Uh, We'll talk about some 400 meter runs here next. Let's start with the women's 400 meters. Myra Mack gets first out of 10. And these are all at the Lawrence Memorial Invitational. Uh, first out of 10 in the women's 400 meter with a time of 55.1 seconds. Daniel Springer again with a sixth place finish for a time of 57.79. That's not that big of a difference in the runs there and to finish first and sixth there. So that must have been a big group. That's of pretty significant for the 400. See, for someone on the outside looking at two seconds doesn't seem like a lot. So of it's them. almost three seconds, but it's Math pretty significant. Hard. Math is hard. For the 400 meter, yeah, that's pretty significant. Well, Sorry. Uh, there I go, showing my ignorance. It's okay. We'll, we'll watch on. some more track and field so that you can get better. I'll pull up some YouTube videos. Let's talk about the 400 meters, but with hurdles this time. For the men, two competitors, Sherwayne Allen gets second out of seven competitors with a time of 52.78 seconds. 
And then Caden Seal gets a third place finish out of the seven competitors with a time of 53.79 seconds. For our women, Taylor Colbert, she gets first out of nine with a time of 61.38. Anna Giro, seventh out of nine with a time of 64.13. And Morgan Milliken, is this our first time seeing her? No, this is not. We've seen her a couple mm-hmm. other times. I just haven't had the opportunity talking about her a whole lot. Ninth out of nine with a time of 67.68 seconds run. Correct. Um, I realized that we made a false statement before when we were talking about Sherwin Allen and his mm-hmm. time of 52 seconds. Mm-hmm. That was with the hurdles. Uh-huh. And uh, when I was saying highlights, I failed to mention that it was hurdles. Well, there you go. That's why he and Myra were so close on time because he's literally launching himself over. Yeah, you know, Myra's hurdles. probably like he could have just you know left that part out. And Sherwin's probably like, hey man, I was jumping over stuff. So it, it might add a little bit of difficulty. It, you think? So, okay, moving on to the women's 800 meters. So we had one competitor at the Lawrence Memorial. We had Jennifer Dietrich. She placed eight out of eight athletes with a time of 23, I'm sorry, with a time of two minutes, 33 seconds flat. Moving on to the women's 1500 meter, again at the Lawrence Memorial, we had Abby Zane placed third out of 28 athletes with a time of four minutes, 35.9 seconds. Followed by Faith Bett with a fifth place finish in four minutes, 37.3 seconds. And Hannah Tarwater with a sixth place finish in four minutes, 39.6 seconds. The impressive thing about the 1500, and I'll just go ahead and share the men's. We had three competitors, uh, Silas Kittenjik, Tommy McDonough, and Jack Rogers. Before I give you their times and places, I, I see a lot of improvement in this area, I feel like, over this, this season where you see us kind of in the middle of the pack in the maybe 200s, the 400s, the 800s. But when we get up into the 1500s, I feel like we've we've seen some better times and better placements as things have gone along. So Silas, for the men, got second out of 20 with a time of 3 minutes, 48 seconds. Tommy McDonough got 3 minutes, 55 seconds for a sixth place finish. Jack Rogers got seventh right behind him with a time of 3 minutes, 55.6 seconds. And we'll move on down all the way to our last event. It's already over here. The men's 4x100. Should I let you have it since it's your favorite thing? I think you should. Okay, fine. Well, it's not my favorite, but, but it's one of your favorite relays. Relay. You love to talk about them. I just love the relays. And I'm glad that we had the pleasure of watching. Even though it wasn't the Auburn 4x1, it was the USA versus the world. You got to see kind of what the point of the 4x1 is you and why handoffs. I was a meet and got to watch the, the handoff that won us. I know, but I want you to see why they are so important to me. So, Auburn men placed fourth out of eight teams, which I consider a good win. Even though they didn't get the bronze, I count it as a win in my book. So, the athletes were in order of their leg races were Merrill Parker, Anthony Schwartz, Sean Shivers, and Chison Tenkang. And they ran a time of 40.33 seconds. And if we look back, this is not their best time. It's, yeah, I was going to point that out. It is not their best. It's kind. Of, it's almost six-tenths of a second off. Um, off of their best for the season, but it's okay. Higher pressure environment. Like we said, the wind, it was a really bad day, um, the day that they competed. So we don't know what caused that, but they still got fourth. A couple of things here, like you mentioned, higher pressure environment here. It's a team that's had been had some interchanging going on as well this season. I think we've had the last two or three yep. times that they these guys have been together, but you know they haven't been the entire season together. Correct, because yeah, coming off of injuries, Anthony and Sean have been out a couple meets, and also kind of playing off the you know high pressure. You got two young guys there, yep. part of it that have never experienced this as well. 
and a third. We don't know when this was run, the weather. She's laughing because I have four fingers up on a seven. That that third point was really like working to the <laughs> second one. Math is hard. Don't mess with me. <laughs> Glad we're doing a show that has nothing to do with math. math you know, times, all. nothing. I am very happy with how they performed, though. And I'm very excited for how this will um, hopefully improve in the future. I agree. I'm happy overall with both meets, how the athletes performed. Yep. So we've got a week break for the Tigers to rest their bodies, rest their legs, their arms, everything's. So Everything's? Well, I'm just thinking, you know, like what... I'm just laughing because you said their everything's. Feet. Feet, <laughs> their feet and their, their hands feet and their, their toeses. Hands. Yeah. Um, so Auburn returns May 9th through the 11th at the SEC Championships in Fayetteville, Arkansas. I cannot believe we're already at the championship meet, but... Here we are. Sorry, Arkansas people. I'm going to say it. That's the only reason you could probably get me to go to Arkansas. Yeah, that's fair. Arkansas seems pretty boring. Oh, wow. And there go all of our <laughs> listeners. We hope we didn't offend you. But uh, let's I'm just I'm teasing. Say, As somebody from Alabama. We can't get a championship meet for, you know, much anything else to come to Alabama. So that's it's something, you know. I'm, I'm glad that they are able to compete on the level that they are there in Arkansas for track that's and fair. field. They are the representatives for the SEC. Exactly. And... They're amazing at it. So so before we go, we've got to talk about our, you know, who you want to look for at mm-hmm. the SEC championships. So I'm going to go first mm-hmm. because I'm going to steal your girl. Why? Don't do this to me. I'm picking Kylie Carter. Obviously, she won at Penn. She's won the last five meets. Essentially, she has won the entire outdoor season. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Nobody uh, else can play. I mean, they might as well not even show up. I fully expect that she will win. At the SEC Championships, I think she'll make it to Nationals. And I think, if not getting first, I think she will get top three at Nationals. I think it's a a foregone conclusion. Should something just horribly go wrong for her, you know, she should place in the top three. I would completely agree with you there. Will she win it? It's, I mean, at some point you got to think it's got to... I don't don't think so. Knocking on wood Knocking on wood. But I just, you know, sometimes things just don't go your way. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, She's on a high. She's on a winning streak. If she can win at Penn, Kyle, you don't understand. That's a big deal. She's got that medal with the naked men on it and Ben Franklin, so. Oh, no context given to that whatsoever. You'll have to listen to last year's pin release for her to explain that. So, wow, that was that was awkward. It wasn't me. I didn't make the medal. Segwaying from the naked men, I'll give you my pick <laughs> for this one. And I think I'm actually going to go with the 4 by 100 men's team. Good choice. Because, we, as we just talked about, they have their times have not gotten better they've either improved by like a half a second but they've kind of slowly progressed backward and i think a lot of it has to do with whether it's been the weather the mm-hmm. like we talked about the environment and then part of their team coming back from injury i do think they have not shown their best yet this season and i would wonder if they can do it at one of the bigger stages but not the biggest stage in the uh, sec championships in arkansas so i agree that is going to be who i watch next week i completely agree so kyle if people want to talk to you about track and field where can they find you on social media you can do so on twitter at tiger 24 and you can find me on twitter at jessica loomis rn so that's all we've got until the sec championships meet may 9th through the 11th so thanks for joining us and war eagle war eagle Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?